0: Well, good morning, friends, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book study. My name is Kelly S. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater and bulimic it from Tulsa, Oklahoma. Today is Thursday, December 28th, 2023, and this is the 7 a.m. Eastern Time Vision for You meeting. Today, we're reading from the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous, and we are in the doctor's opinion. We are on page XXV, sixth, bottom last paragraph there, It starts with, these facts appear to be of extreme medical importance. We're gonna be reading through two paragraphs today, ending with very truly yours, William D. Silkworth, MD. So today's readers are, Penny C. will be reading the text, Martha Z. reading page 164, and Mar Z. is our backup reader. Newcomer greeter is Reva P., and our second hour host is Eileen M. Our reference numbers for yesterday, Wednesday, December 27, 2023, 7 a.m. Eastern Time is 20,977, that's 20,977. And the 10 a.m. Eastern Time is 20,979, 20,979. Our OA preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. Our Sole Purpose, always the tradition states, each group has one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers, End quote. At A Vision for You, Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Jessica C. to read the 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. Good morning,
1: Jessica.
0: So I will now ask Joanne L. to read the 12 Traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. Good morning, Joanne.
2: Uh, Good morning, Kelly. And thank you for your service once again. And thank you for everybody on the line, especially the newcomers. I am Joanne L., Compulsive Overeater in Rhode Island. The 12 Traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. One, uh, common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise. Least problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. of communication. And 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions ever reminding us to place personali- principles before personalities. Thank you very much and I pass. Well, thanks, Julian. So here's how our meeting works. Our meeting
0: focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature We are sharing what the directions in the Big Book mean to us. To share, you'll press star 1 to unmute. Once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star 1 to mute your phone. To have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. So today we resume our study of the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We are in the doctor's opinion. Bottom page there on page XXV, sixth paragraph. And it starts with, these facts appear to be of extreme medical importance. We're going to be reading through two paragraphs today, ending the letter up there with, very truly yours, William D. Silkworth, MD. And comments will be on both paragraphs. So Penny C. is going to get us started. Good morning, Penny.
3: Good morning, Kelly, and good morning, everybody on the line. My name is Penny C. and I am a very grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater from the Boston area. These facts appear to be of extreme medical importance because of the extraordinary possibilities of rapid growth inherent in this group. They may mark a new epoch in the annals of alcoholism. These men may well have a remedy for thousands of such situations. You may rely absolutely on anything they say about themselves. Well, going back to these facts, what are the facts that, Dr. Silkworth is referring to and he tells that in the previous couple of paragraphs that he attended this man Bill Wilson who seemed to be hopeless and yet and and Dr. Silkworth had treated many other alcoholics and was frustrated at the fact that not not any of them or not many of them actually recovered but then as he's treating Bill W for the third time at Town's Hospital there's uh something different happens, and that's that Bill has this spiritual awakening and then he appears it says um he appears to um, where is this or well, anyway that that then he does attain recovery and then he says he has to go out and and help other other alcoholics. And so that's um Dr Silkworth is saying something something extraordinary happened here. And um the fact that these men may well have a remedy for thousands of such situations, well we know now that this remedy has helped and, and is, is what we as compulsive overeaters and Millions of people using these twelve steps and using this book to overcome and recover from addiction. It's not just they may have; they have. What the the bottom line for me in all of this is: uh, if I want to see always, you know, spread and other other people get the gift of abstinence and recovery. As I have been given, as so many of us on this line have been given, then I have that responsibility to do just as Bill W did, and to to spread the word and how do I do that and and again, not by preaching, not by you know wearing the book on my sleeve so to so to speak, but to show people by my attitudes and behavior on as as I go through the day, when I'm loving and kind to people, when I, you know, um, am am, am soft and and gentle with others, that this is the way we spread this word. Not, not, Not by, like Bill W., you know, going to bar stools. We don't go to restaurants and pull people off their seats. And with that, I will pass with gratitude and thank my higher power.
0: Well, thank you, Penny, for getting us started. So we're now going to open up the meeting for sharing. And although we value your experience, we ask that you limit your sharing to every third day in order that others might share their experience too. So if you shared on Tuesday or Wednesday on any vision meeting, please allow others the opportunity to share today. Please keep your share to three minutes to allow time for as many people as possible to share. I'll let you know when time is up. Uh, Please give me your first name, initial of your last name, and where you're calling from.
4: Hi, I'm Teresa from California.
0: Trisha. Teresa. Teresa, gotcha. Nancy P. Nancy P.
4: Nancy R.
0: Nancy R.
5: Sue Ann W.
0: Luann or Sue Ann? Sue Ann. Sue Ann, gotcha. Pesta. F. I didn't hear that.
4: Krista. Krista. Oh, God. Hey,
0: Krista. Thanks, Kelly. Susan G. Lisa.
6: Susan G. Lisa.
0: Lisa M. Lisa M. That looks like a good list. Um, here's who I have. I think it's Teresa P., but I'm not sure. Nancy P., Nancy R., Sue Ann W., Krista F., Susan G., and Lisa M. So, Teresa, you're up. What's your initial of your last name?
4: Uh, hi, I'm Teresa, Uh racial, compulsive, recovery compulsive overeater from California. And I love the doctor's opinion. And I love the whole big book, but you know, because, you know, it explains to me the nature of my disease. And starting with this example of what worked with another person that he knew, and he's not I've seen any of these this group of alcoholics, you know, they were just hopeless. However, this man did recover. And that is a miracle. And so I want to do what they did to recover. to recover because this is a this is compulsive overeating is a terrible disease. It has haunted me all my life. It has destroyed my life. Uh, Before I got in a program, I was the walking dead I wanted to be dead. I prayed to God just please let me wake up dead. And I had four kids and a home and a husband and all. And you know, today, and, and in constant pain, just getting sicker and sicker and could not stop eating the food. I just couldn't stop begging God on my knees, please stop let me stop. And nothing worked, nothing worked. Uh until I got into program and uh which was wonderful I got into over anonymous. And here I learned you know, my problem allergy of the body and the obsession of the mind. But I got to see that uh I got to see other people recovered. And I got I got to my first OA meeting, and they were happy. And their faces growed. And I thought, this is great. And they told me that I had a disease. And it was so wonderful because I felt so vindicated. I have a disease. I'm not this, this terrible person. What's wrong with me? What's wrong with me is that I'm sick. And I, my mom used to always tell me, oh, well, just eat one. Just eat one. And I tried that. I don't know how many times I tried that. It never worked. I could never eat out of it. But in this program, I learned to eat none. Yay! And by the grace of God and the twelve steps of believe Anonymous, I've been able to do that for years. And you know, and life and happiness and you know, and making amends and you know, building relationships, broken relationships, because I hurt a lot of people in this disease. And today, I get to. Uh, I get to be different. And right now, I'm mean, in the uh, midst of somebody being a mess. And my husband, 52 years married, I'm 74 today. But you know, it's always his fault, you know, he did this, and you know, you know poor me, poor me. And now I get to look at what did, uh, did not I do. And so I get to make those amends, loving amends. So he's having a hard time with uh, physical health. And, and I, I'm having a, some difficulties myself. But I get to ha- learn compassion yeah, the language of the heart and get the look and that's what i get from this program is just looking with eyes. thank you and ipad
0: thank you Teresa. next up is nancy p followed by nancy r good
7: morning nancy hey good morning nancy p recovering west newton massachusetts uh so um These facts appear to be of extreme medical importance. So facts are data, and I can't get around them. And the fact for me is that I have, that I have embraced and held close with a single-minded ferocity is that I'm a compulsive overreader of the hopeless variety, and I can't do it myself. I know who and what I am, and I know who I'm not. Um, my, my five most important words in the book are absolutely, complete, entirely, utter, and nothing. And um, I've surrendered absolutely, completely, entirely, utterly, and nothing comes before my surrender. And, you know, uh, people know me, you know, I think a little bit about me and surrender and it Surrender is what ushered in the new epoch in my life. An epoch means the beginning of a distinctive period in the history of someone or something. In this case, the something is Nancy P's life. And when I surrendered to the fact of my powerlessness and the unmanageability of my life, it marked the beginning of looking at things from an entirely different angle. You know, it says in our fourth step that we look at things from an entirely different angle. I started to look at things from a perspective of surrender instead of obsession. And I've never let go of anything in my entire life. You know, if I had to let go, it had claw marks in it. It was bashed, broken, ripped, shredded. It didn't even resemble what it what I was trying to let go of in the end. I, I'd ruined everything, and I was always in a fight. And um, I didn't want to let go. I didn't want to do it. And, you know, turning things over just reminds me of trying to hoist my 211-pound body across my bed to turn off my alarm in the morning. I couldn't do that very well either. Um, You know, I used to only be happy if someone was upset and preferably crying. You know, I don't look for fights anymore. I don't see offense anymore. Surrender is an elixir for me. And an elixir is something that's got magical powers to cure, improve, or present something to restore health. Um, And all this is from one thing and one thing only. Say it with me. Surrender, surrender, surrender. And with that, I'll pass.
0: Thank you, Nancy P. Next up, Nancy R. followed by Sue N. W. Good morning, Nancy.
8: Good morning. It's Nancy R. from Illinois, um, Gratefully recovered compulsive overeater. Um, I love these um, words in the doctor's opinion. Um, the uh, things that stand out for me the most are, um, these men may well have a remedy for thousands of such situations. And you may rely absolutely on anything they say about themselves. So here's a doctor um, who, you know, in the 30s was so amazed with what he saw work that he couldn't help people recover, but that this worked, that he wrote ended his, his letter to say, he you may rely absolutely on anything they say about themselves. Absolutely is a pretty, a pretty, um, um, I can't think of what I want to, uh, at what word I want to say about it, but uh, all encompassing, you know, like Dr. Silkworth had no doubt that whoever was going to read his letter <clears throat> could rely absolutely on anything they say about themselves. And um, the the people that he's saying the reader can rely on are the people who um, have, uh, um, have recovered. Um, because a couple of paragraphs before it says, this man and over 100 others appeared to have recovered. And as I read those sentences and paragraphs when we read at other meetings and when I'm in the doctor's opinion with, um, well, when I was going through the doctor's opinion with my sponsor, when I got um, um, abstinent and into recovery a little over two years ago, I, you know, they're very powerful. Like, Oh, I can rely on this. Absolutely. And um, as I work through this doctor's, Uh, opinion letter with sponsees it just really always moves me like absolutely it's a wonderful promise um, that I can rely on absolutely on on anything that a recovered person says about themselves meaning like telling their story about how they um, how I am no longer need to pick up the food today for today and um, live more abundantly in my um, relationship with my higher power than I ever have in my life. Um, so thanks.
0: Thank you, Nancy R. So next up we have Sue Ann W. followed by Krista F. Good morning, Sue Ann.
4: Good
5: morning. Good morning, everyone on the line and thank you for your service. Um, this is Sue Ann W. from Pennsylvania, Philadelphia. Um the thing that to me is most um, apparent in this reading is the message of hope. Um, and everything else is just more hard to say because I can never talk when it's my turn to talk. I'm listening to everybody else say what they say, and I always get a lot out of this meeting. Um, the thing I learned from my praying this morning is that when I pray only for God's will and the power to re- carry that out, I'm praying for myself and for everybody else that I could help. I didn't realize so much that it was praying for the power, for me to have the power to carry out um, God's will. And for some reason I just understood that prayer a whole lot differently today. And I think it's amazing. I think it's a miracle. And
4: um, that's basically what I wanted to tell everybody today. So thank you for letting me share and everyone have a wonderful day.
0: Well, thank you, Sue Okay, so next up, Krista F. followed by Susan G. Hey, Krista.
9: Hey, good morning, Kelly. Good morning, everybody. My name's Krista F. I'm in Georgia. I'm a recover compulsive overeater and very grateful to be able to say that for today. Um, I, it always jumps out at me, the last sentence that someone just referred to as, well, you may rely on absolutely anything they say about themselves. like what in the world in my in my natural state I am a liar I you can't rely on anything I say let alone about myself because I'm so uh, I've got to be constantly convincing you that I'm I'm good I'm valuable um, that I know something um, that I know a lot that's what I want to convince someone of you know like it's it was a built-in way of living that I had to constantly be in pretend mode. And so I was hyper-aware through this holiday season the nature of the relationships with my family and how they had changed. Like, I'm the person that annihilated relationships all about me. Um, I mean, annihilated relationships with my siblings um broken my mother's heart like all the things that you can think and the restoration that has come from being able to practice the 12 steps in a program of recovery and an honest the best of my ability with God's help an honest way of living has been like balm of healing on the relationships in my life and I I was I was so grateful to be absent through the holidays and to really be able to be present that I was just overwhelmed at the end of the days when I would write my inventory at how rich the relationships were and when I looked through the pictures it it's like a different world of living today versus the way it used to be. Um, I absolutely love Nancy share today and the, the sentence, I know who I am and I know who I'm not. And that's why I, you can rely on anything I say about myself if I'm, if I'm unblocked and walking with God, because I know who I am and I know who I'm not. And I'm also okay with that. Like, I couldn't say I know who I'm not before because I could not be something. I had to be all the things. So today I have value and I have worth in my relationship with God, which is the most important thing in my life today. That has never been the case. Um, I am grateful not to be a liar today. I'm grateful for my abstinence. Thank you for allowing me to be a part. Thanks, Kelly.
0: Thanks, Krista. Appreciate it. Next up is Susan G. followed by Lisa M. Good morning, Susan.
4: Hey, good morning, Kelly. Is Susan G. in Tennessee recovered compulsive overeater? today and um, I love this uh, counterintuitive idea here of because of the extraordinary possibility of rapid growth there needs to be this understanding of uh, this medical estimate because of rapid growth I need to take time I need to slow down and as I was told by my sponsor shut up
5: and listen.
4: I've been coming around LA for over fifteen years and have relapsed. And I uh, it's the counterintuitiveness is this taking time, it's kinda of like uh, you know, being thrown the football and taking off before catching it in the past. And I would get through the step, so I thought, and I would end up picking back up because I had not taken time to really admit and to hear from another recovered fellow exactly the nature of my condition, exactly that I can't do this alone, and that I can really work but relax at trying to figure it out and just let the experience of working the steps with another recovered fellow who has what I want Teach me about this twofold illness and and then with that catching that ball, I can run towards the end game, which is progress, change of behavior, socket change from a power greater than myself, that I may or may not know what that power is, but travels with me as close to me as my breath, and I respond at first by becoming entirely student, taking all the steps. And then I'm a changed person, and I'm ready to help other people because I have this impulse to do so. Uh, I'm really grateful for Vision for You. I'm really grateful for all the newcomers today. And I'm really grateful for Kelly leading this meeting and Team Thursday. And uh, and hail to my sponsor who has taken me through these steps so I can say I'm recovered today. With that, I'm going to pass. Thanks.
0: Well, thanks, Susan G. Um, next up is Lisa M, and then we'll be taking some more names for more shares. Good morning, Lisa.
4: Good morning. This is Lisa M from Virginia. Thanks everybody for being servicing along this morning. And the phrase that jumped out to me was these men may well have found a remedy for thousands of such situations, and the word remedy really stood out. And I just looked up the quick definition. It says a medicine application or treatment that relieves or cures a disease or something that corrects or counteracts. And for me, this has been the remedy. And I know for some it may be a remedy, but in the book says a remedy, but for me it's been the remedy, the treatment that has relieved or cured my disease. These 12 steps, getting me in closer contact with God, the remedy is God. <laughs> the remedy is um, getting in touch with God that will lift or cure or relieve um, the, the disease. And I know for me it's just been one day at a time, and I've certainly have experienced setbacks in program and um, just different situations and um, ups and downs. But for me, I think this is, or I know this is the way um, I can just um, stay with God, stay with um, all of you, and just continue to do the things that I know um, um, that I need to do um, by the grace of God, only by the grace of God and by his help and strength Um, can I do this, this program one day at a time. So with that, I think I'll pass. Thanks for letting me share.
0: Well, thank you, Lisa M. So... Here's where we are. If you're just now joining us or if you forgot, which is usually what happens to me, we are in Doctor's Opinion, page XXV, bottom 6th paragraph. It says, these facts appear to be of extreme medical importance. Reading through two paragraphs today, ending with very truly yours, William C. D. uh, Silkworth, uh, commenting on both paragraphs. So who would like to share? Give me your first name and initial of your last, if you haven't shared in the last three days.
4: All right. Charlotte
0: Claire, Wait, Christine I just got Christine Claire, Christine? but there was somebody before Claire that I didn't get. Charlotte T. Charlotte Charlotte T, that was it. Thanks, Charlotte. Claire C. Christy somebody. G. Somebody. Chris G. G. Oh, Christy, not Christy. Okay. All right. Christy. Charlotte, Claire, and Christy so far.
6: N W H. N
4: W H. Holly D. What is it, Holly? Holly with a
6: P like fun. Holly D. Heidi D, -D, New York. Heidi?
0: All right, we'll get there. I have Charlotte, Claire, Chris, Ken, Polly, and Heidi. We'll get going with Charlotte. Good morning, Charlotte. Where are you calling from?
6: Charlotte T. Star 1. Hi,
10: uh, good morning, everybody. I really just wanted to. Uh, go ahead and get my first share off my chest (laughs) as ordered by my sponsor. Um, I don't have anything very profound to say, but the one thing that I've noticed throughout this book, and I've read the book many, many times, uh, and besides having read the book many, many times, I'm in relapse. And uh, at 66 years old, uh, I'm trying to get to be, I'm trying to be, I'm trying to be thoroughly honest uh, so that my sponsor can actually help me through this. Um, But the thing that I'm always impressed about uh, in the big book is the strong language. And and even in this little tightened paragraph, he uses the words extreme, uh, extraordinary, rapid, um, let's see, uh, and then as as was said by another uh, uh, person who shared remedy is is a cure and then the, then also I see the word absolute and in that in that uh sentence he says absolutely anything uh and i just find that when i slow down and read the language um and see how they are so heartfelt and, and uh, inspired to encourage us by using the strongest language they can think of. Um, it just uh, moves me, and I love, um, I love Vision for You, and I'm glad to be here, and I'm grateful for a sponsor who uh, pushes me beyond uh, what I think I'm capable of. Thank you.
0: Charlotte, where are you calling from? Oh, sorry. Charlotte T. Nashville. All right. Perfect. Thanks, Charlotte. All right. Next we have Claire E. Followed by Chris G. Good morning, Claire.
11: Thank you so much, Kelly. Uh, my name's Claire E. I'm a composite eater and bulimic in Cornwall in the UK. Um, and, um, yeah, I was reading that it said these facts. It says these facts. And I was thinking, oh, which facts? <laughs> which facts is he particularly referring to here? And I was leafing back through the last couple of paragraphs and, for me, for this letter, he's got two letters in this chapter. For this letter, um, I, mean, I think really what he was saying um, in my interpretation is that, you know, he'd he come to regard Bill W. as absolutely hopeless. He'd, he'd known him for a little while and seen lots and lots of things fail and seen this sort of revolving door um, sort of situation where he'd go out and come back in um and and you know, sort of I liken that to my own you know illness, you know, I was absolutely out of ideas, nothing worked for me um you know and and I was a sort of revolving door even of coming back into o a um and it, it, you know it he found this thing, this this program. He didn't have a 12-step program at this point. It wasn't called The 12 Steps at this point, but he got these ideas concerning recovery that he got from the Oxford groups, and he was sober. And that was, as far as Dr. Silkworth was, was concerned, a complete miracle. And also, you know, he had the foresight to see that part of the recovery was giving it away. So actually, it might be really good for lots of other alcoholics, and it, it sort of might be a bit of a mushroom effect, which, of course, it proved to be. And, um, you know, I've also got in my book written here that, Although this book was written in 1939, this was not mainstream medical opinion. You know, we were so lucky to get Dr. Silkworth to to endorse this program because, and I work in a medical field now, this is not popular medical opinion. And the 12-step program of recovery is not mainstream medicine. And yet he endorsed it wholeheartedly because he could see it worked. And he didn't put his name to this until 1950, you know of the American Society of Psychiatrists actually recognize alcohol as an illness. And and I think it's the same, you know, for us with compulsive eating, you know, and I, I work within this field, um, is that, you know, anorexia and bulimia might be recognised as eating disorders as such, but compulsive eating often often isn't. Um and yet it the same illness and it's the same thing you know I suffer with the same thing as Bill W did as an alcoholic, my substance happens to be slightly different but um, but you know it's the same illness and that's certainly not mainstream opinion um, so the endorsement by some medical professional of the fact that w was completely hopeless, and this is a solution that works. It was a very, very potent thing, and obviously he goes on in the second letter to explain more about what we suffer from—the physical allergy and the mental obsession—which was gold dust for me. Really understanding that as a, as an addict to food, um, what I've, actually I'm addicted to, what is my physical, what's my problem? Um, he really outlined that very well. But this particular letter, I think, these facts he's talking about is that we are absolutely hopeless. Nothing else works for us, and yet this does. And, you know, that's something that I really need to hang on to. Um, So I'll leave it there. Thank you so much.
0: Thanks, Claire. All right, next up, Chris G. Followed by Ken WH. Good morning, Chris.
6: Yes, good
0: morning, and good morning to
12: everyone. And uh, thank you uh, for uh, bringing the meeting to us. So I'm Chris G. and I do live in Tennessee, and um, and and this letter to me uh, sounds like a reference letter, a letter of reference, like when you're trying to get a job, or a letter of introduction. So a letter of introduction would be where uh, the person you you're trying it opens the door for you. It's like you want to um, talk to an important person, but they don't know you, but they will talk to you because you know somebody that they know. So it's like William D. Silkworth has a reputation and he's saying, I'm gonna let you have my reputation. I'm gonna stake my reputation. You may absolutely rely on anything they say about themselves. So I I'm backing them up. I'm backing them up. And um and and why do we need to be backed up? Well, uh, we might not have a reputation of honesty, and uh, we might not have uh, 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 lots of uh, 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 people being successful to say, "Oh, all these people are successful." But at this th- at this time, it's the potential that there's potential here, and uh, and and so. I think uh, I think we have to like have this attitude towards others that that we will we will say you know that we will put our reputation on the line for others and what they say about themselves and how can we do that I mean we really have to trust God and we have to trust others and we have to trust you know the whole the whole caboodle so um, yeah it's it's amazing. That um, that we get a letter of recommendation, a letter of introduction, from someone who's not an alcoholic, and that he says, "I've seen alcoholics, and I know how they are, and these people are different." And with that,
4: I pass. Thank you:
0: Well, thanks, Chris. All right, Next up, Ken W.H, followed by Polly D. Good morning,
13: Ken. Good morning. This is Ken WH from North Carolina, recovered compulsive over <clears throat> Excuse me. Don't have much to add because someone a little earlier stepped out and said everything I wanted to say about the, the words, the strong, strong language that's in here. Um, I always kind of laugh, you know, uh, it starts with these facts appear and I'm uh, takes me back to Sergeant Joe Friday of uh, Dragnet. you know, just the facts, ma'am, give me the facts. Well, Dr. Silkworth is stepping out on a limb here and, and claiming facts. In other words, uh, something he saw phenomenon that has been repeated and these hundred people that he's had and, um, and talks about, all the other cases many other cases that he's seen where this approach has worked, well thank god <laughs> he he turned it into a fact uh that he felt was of extreme medical importance, and you can already I can already hear in that the bringing in of this medical uh model the the actuality of the the physical nature of uh this illness. And I needed that uh, deeply embedded into me so that I could recover. Um, I just needed to know deep down inside and accept and embrace the fact, the fact that I am a compulsive overeater and could not manage my own life, that no human power could have straightened that out. I needed to find God. The doctor's... Gonna get there, and uh, we're all gonna get there as we read through this book. But um, it's just so well said, so succinctly, and I'm so grateful. And I pass. Thanks. Have a great day.
0: Well, thank you, Ken. So next up, Polly D, followed by Heidi. Good morning, Polly.
4: Good morning, everyone. This is Polly D. Uh, such a grateful recovered eater in. Kentucky, I woke up, I mean, I didn't wake up, <laughs> I woke, I got onto the line just a little late, and I heard Penny, I, mean, I think I mean, you gets to you know one of those voices, say the words soft and gentle, and I said to myself, that's it, so what I want to share about is the spiritual and emotional transformation I have found in this meeting in particular and in over this round. I've had various rounds in like over the decades. We can rely on what we say about ourselves. When I first stumbled into the Vision for you meeting a few years ago, I heard something that I thought, you can't make this up. What I heard was, Incredible transformation, not just putting the food down and being peaceful about it, which I've never been. I've been abstinent, but I wasn't peaceful about it. But the spiritual and emotional transformation in
6: people's lives really called to me.
4: And I like concrete stories when people tell about the concrete details of their lives. So I just describe where I am right now. I have four adult children with two spouses, one girlfriend, three grandchildren, one barking dog in a house that is about 2,000 square feet. And we do have plenty of bedrooms, but everybody has their preferences. Some like the thermostat step up, some like it down, some like a hard pillow, some like a soft pillow, some, et cetera. It's just, and in the past... Hollywood feel responsible for all of these, trying to constantly please everyone and change the external environment so everyone is happy. That's not possible. And this time, this year, I have so much peace. And this time, this year, the consciousness of the presence of God is my number one priority, such that I wake up before 5 a.m. without setting an alarm, I spent a couple of hours before getting on this meeting and taking my walk just, you know, reading some New the big Book, doing other spiritual reading for my faith, talking to God, meditating, maybe doing a little texting with a couple of spunkies. And I do it because I want to do it. I don't do it because anyone saying I must do it. This is my joy. And this is how, when things kind of get crazy during the day, and let me just mention, there are so many sweets around. I make them. I couldn't care less about I mean, I could not care less. Making sweets for me is like an arts and crafts project. It's like dealing with plastic. And plenty of compulsive over going around. And I am peaceful, and I can just let people be and try to be soft and gentle and loving and, and tolerant, and I have this program, to thanks for that, thanks very much, have a blessed, Absolute. day, y'all,
0: bye-bye. Thank you, Polly, next up is Heidi, and then we'll have time for a, a share or two, Heidi, what's the initial of your last name, and where are you calling from?
14: Hi, it's Heidi B. in New York, thank you, um, I just thought that I would um, claim my seat I haven't shared in a while and of course I love the doctor's opinion as many of us do Um, but the the word facts also popped out to me today Um, you know that these are facts that that these were hopeless uh, individuals who have now recovered Um, and the importance of that uh, to the medical community at the time as others have shared Um, and I was thinking about that, you know, historical fact as well that the doctor did not sign his name to this letter because it was, it hadn't been accepted when the book was first printed that, um, you know, this, this, uh, program of recovery for alcoholism. Um, and I was sort of thinking about, you know, that this may mark a new epoch, um, I feel like the doctor's opinion marked a new epoch in my recovery. It was a a turning point when I finally came to understand what um, the doctor had observed that others before him had not. Um, and he doesn't quite get into it deeply in this first letter, but um, I didn't, I didn't understand truly understand the physical allergy. I, I thought that, I did, but um, but I, I, I really didn't understand what it meant to be entirely abstinent until I was. Um, and then the other thing that I was thinking about was, uh, you know, where he says we can rely absolutely on anything they say about themselves. And in the same way that this letter gives credibility to the first 100, um, I think that each of us every day... Living in this life of recovery, this design for living um have credibility to those who are still suffering um that we have an answer that we have a solution that really works um and I don't know I think there's something beautiful about that, and um yeah, I just uh I think about how grateful I am to to be. In a recovered state for today. And I know that it's only for today as long as uh, I maintain a fit spiritual condition, um, but that I can carry that message of hope to someone else. And when, you know, and I remember when it was so important to me to get that message of hope. Um, yeah, so I'll leave it there. Thanks for letting me share.
0: Well, thanks, Heidi. So we are um, in Doctor's Opinion, page XXC, sixth paragraph. These facts appear to be of extreme medical importance. We read through two paragraphs finishing the letter. We have time for maybe a couple more sheriffs. If you haven't shared in the last three days, who would like to share? Stephanie Stephanie R? Stephanie R? We have room for another one.
4: Well, you can think about it because we have we'll probably have time. Stephanie, go ahead.
6: Okay. All right.
4: Thank you, Kelly. Thank you, family, for being here. I'm Stephanie R. Um, in Missouri, and I'm really grateful for um, this particular reading today. It was not the best of um, Christmases for me. Um, I, you know, I'm an addict, and I just um, I wasn't practicing the principles in all my affairs, and what I learned particularly about myself is that I do have to be not not honest when I'm convenient. I don't I don't like discomfort. I'm an addict. I don't like to be uncomfortable, and um, that honesty piece in my life I use typically when I am um, comfortable with it, but when I feel I want to fit in or I want to have it my way, that honesty is pushed to the side. And that is just, um, I think God was telling me, you're not going to move forward. You're not going to get the serenity that I promise you will have. Unless you really face that, you must be honest in all your affairs. And I'm really, really in a great place today. I'm in a great place of accepting what God puts in front of me and I know if I don't start my day with that beautiful prayer and meditation that centers me in my relationship to my higher power, I'm not gonna be able to keep those principles forefront in my mind. And my little tiny ego will get in there and tell me, you don't really need this, you you really can You're like the normal people, you can eat a little of this and do a little of that and do behaviors that are just not part of your program. And so I'm just really grateful that I'm understanding the importance of death, the need to have that honesty in all my affairs. And if I practice that today and do what I need to as far as my recovery, I'll have that serenity. And I'm so grateful I've experienced that in the past and know I can have that today. And so with that, I will pass. Thank you all for being here. I really appreciate it.
6: Well, thanks, Stephanie. We appreciate you.
0: So we have time for another share. Who wants to share? We've got a full three minutes.
6: Uh, novella for wow. me.
4: Okay, go. You've got that. You've got two, two minutes, minutes now. Is this Novella? Novella, go. Oh, okay, thank you. Um, yeah. yeah. What came up for me is um, in here, um, not in here, group. Um, I just love that word group because it means I'm not alone. And you know, and there's so many groups that I've joined. I joined Weight Watchers. I joined Tops. I joined other programs, and you know, you go in there with these high hopes. Only to find out you're going to get crushed again. Because I didn't know enough about my disease. I didn't know what I was putting in my body was actually hurting me. I thought all I had to do was follow their plan. But I always went back. And today I don't have that problem. Today I have a remedy. I have a cure for this disease that I live with. And here in these rooms, I don't sit at the table by myself anymore with my drugs. I sit in this room with all of you. I bring all of you and everything I want. I go to this group, belong into this group. I learn that I have a program that I can follow that actually works. And this program is so simple. But yet, we like to make it complicated. But it's not complicated. All I have to do is what everybody in this room has been teaching me. It's like monkey see, monkey do. You know, what kind of a monkey do I want to think today? I want to be a happy monkey. And today I am so happy. I can swim from the vine and go past all that food that's everywhere. I don't have to take it anymore. I don't have to put that into my body. And I'm just so grateful for that. Because today my willingness has courage. It has strength. I have replaced my fear with, oh, my God, I might eat again. No, I've replaced that with faith. I have faith. I have integrity today. I'm a new person. I have a new way to live my life, and I've learned it by walking into these doors. And I'm so grateful for that today. And that's all I have to say. It's just amazing that me, me, I may rely on everything that I hear in these rooms, and I'm so grateful. So thank you. yeah.
0: Thank you so much for wrapping us up. All right, guys. Thank you to everybody who shared. And thank you, Team Thursday. Thank you, Penny C, Martha Z, Mara Z, Jessica C, Joanne Al Riva, P and Eileen M. It takes a team, that's for sure. Take the village. Um, so please join us for our second unrecorded hour of study immediately following the closing. Our share ID for today, Thursday, December 28, 2023, is 20,981, that's 20981. So we'll now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Martha Z., will you please
15: read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Thank you, Kelly. Good morning, In recovery, this is Martha Z. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater by the grace of God from outside of Philadelphia. Our book is meant to be suggestive only.